Hi, I'm Annie. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to episode number one of the Sporty Pups podcast, a Canadian hub for all things dog sport related, sharing news and events from across the country. Since this is episode number one, you might be thinking, why are they making this podcast? Well, we both really like listening to dog-related podcasts, such as Bad Dog Agility and Cog Dog Radio. And to our knowledge, there isn't a podcast that is focused on Canadian dog sports. We'll include international events, but we really want to talk about everything happening in this big country of ours. There are so many options and different ways to play with your dog. And when Annie and I get together, what do we talk about? Dogs. Dogs. All the dogs. Everybody's dogs. And what are they doing today? Yep. So we plan to take you on an ongoing journey, talking to different people about all aspects of training, playing, and participating in the wide, wide world of dog sports. You can play with your dog in your community, compete on a local level, or you can aim for excellence on a regional, national, or international scale. We're going to introduce you to some amazing people who are doing just that. Whether you want to try dog sports for the first time or take your game to the next level, you'll find information and the inspiration to get you moving. Each podcast will have an overall theme or focus on a particular activity. Given that we're experiencing a worldwide pandemic, dog sport competitions and events are temporarily on hold. So for this podcast, we're going to feature a few things people are doing with their dogs while we all stay safe and close to home. Backyard dog sports. Many instructors, clubs, and organizations are offering online classes and workshops to allow you to keep training on your own. There are also various challenges and competitions you can enter and submit video to win awards or achieve titles. Let's start with agility. Okay. The Agility Association of Canada started a weekly fun at home league at the beginning of May. If you want to play, you need a 40 by 40 space, one tunnel, and three jumps. What kind of courses are they offering, and at what levels? All of the courses are jumpers, which is why you only need a minimal amount of equipment, and they have three levels, which are the equivalent of starters, advanced, and masters. So is this just for fun, or is it a competition? Well, it's a bit of both. If you don't want to compete, you can simply purchase the course maps and play on your own. But if you're the more competitive type, you can have your runs judged. There's a dedicated Facebook page to upload them to each week. And do those runs count towards your regular titles? No, not towards your regular titles, but you can accumulate cues in each of the fun at home levels, which I believe are novice, intermediate, and expert. If you get four cues in a level, your dog is awarded a champion title And if you get a champion title in all three levels, your dog earns a triple crown. Ooh, that sounds fancy. Right? Can anyone purchase a course map? Yes, anyone can buy the courses. But if you would like your dog to be judged and earn titles, they need to have an AAC number and be 18 months or older. All of the rules and info is on the AAC website, and we'll post a link to this on our Facebook page. Any idea how long this league is going to continue to run? According to the AAC, it will continue as long as there is interest and judges are willing to volunteer their time. Sounds great. I think there are about 500 people currently playing. Wow, that's terrific. 
yeah. time to jump in and see the see yeah. what's going on. But the AAC isn't the only organization offering backyard agility. UKI Agility International is based in the United Kingdom and has over 11,000 members worldwide. They are also hosting a backyard event right now called At Home Agility. Let's meet one of the competitors. Joining us now is Lori Welts. Lori competes in a variety of dog sports with her Labrador Retrievers, Lily and Cashew. Welcome, Lori. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about your young dogs. How old are they now and what dog sports are they training and competing in? Well, Lily and Cashew are both from Aramet Lab Labrador Retrievers. Lily is three years old and Cashew is almost two. Cashew is still training for her agility competitions, but Lily's uh, been trialing competing for just over a year. Um, that's agility, but both girls like to do all the sports. And before everything shut down, they were actively competing in dock diving, scent detection, barn hunt, and they both have uh, their trick dog championships. Wow, they sound like amazing dogs. You sound like you're having a lot of fun with them. I am. Uh, so you and Lily have been participating in weekly UKI trials. You play right in your own backyard during this pandemic. Tell us a little bit about what's being offered and how the competition works. Um, okay, so UKI designed the at-home trials to allow people to keep trialing and competing uh, while still following all the rules about staying at home and not being together in groups. And all the, they have all the rules outlined in their premiums and they're frequently updating their premiums to adapt to changes in COVID restrictions. But this is, uh, this is some of the basics. So every week you have a choice of six trials, three open level courses and or three open level trials and three beginner novice level trials. And the trial courses are designed for spaces of 30 by 30, 60 by 40, or 80 by 60 uh, feet. So people with small yards can play if they don't have access to a field. That's great. Um, each trial offers two agility, two jumpers and two speed stakes courses. And then the two larger trials, 60 by 40, 80 by 60, they also offer gamblers and snooker. And the premiums list all the equipment that you need for that week. So you can look and make sure that you have the equipment to participate. And so I've been mostly running the 30 by 30 trials. So for example, uh, in an agility trial, um, a teeter, six weaves, a tunnel, one or two jumps, um, a speed stakes course at the open level might need a tunnel and three jumps. You're allowed to practice your skills, which I really love. Um, before you video your run. And they do have some guidelines in place so that the judges can see that you haven't overworked your dog trying to get that clean run. Mm -hmm. um, and this is so much in the spirit of having fun with your dog that you get to do this. Okay. Um, so you do your run, you post it to the Facebook group, the judges review it, make sure that it's clean, make sure that it follows all the criteria for submission. And if so, then you get two points towards your title. So the successful runs are actually awarded points towards UKI titles? They are. And it's, it's a real benefit for um, people who had young dogs that were just starting out, people who might have reactive dogs who couldn't normally compete. Um, if your senior dog is nearing the end of its agility career. And in particular, I appreciate being able to continue down the path that I had started before everything stopped. And these at-home trials, have they been very well received? Do you know? Uh, yes, they are judging um, thousands of runs each week. Thousands. Uh, from what I can tell. That's incredible. <laughs> that is incredible. What a great way to make it possible for people who don't have access to local UKI trials to give it a try. 
Are you, you're, so you're going to be continuing to, to do the backyard trials? I am for as many weeks uh, as, as we can. That's wonderful. Well, good luck in the weeks ahead. Thank you. We will put a link to the UKI website on our Sporty Pups Facebook page, along with a video of one of Lori and Lily's favorite runs at home. Great. Thanks again, Lori. Thank you. While people playing agility with their dogs require access to at least a few basic pieces of equipment, disc doggers really only need their dog, a disc, and a place to play. In recent years, the sport has expanded, and one of the international organizations that has become popular is UpDog Challenge. They offer a variety of different disc games that you can play with your dog, involving strategy and gamesmanship. Joining us now is Nikki Monson, who has been competing in updog trials with her dog Jasper, a German coolie. Welcome to Sporty Pups, Nikki. Thanks so much for having me. I'm definitely used to being on the other end as I love listening to podcasts. I'm excited to be a part of this. Thank you so very much for, for your willingness to join us on this adventure. As with all dog sports right now, the events and the trials have pretty much been canceled worldwide during the pandemic. You and other disc doggers have really embraced the power of the internet to keep active and competing this spring. Tell us about Bike Club specifically and the UpDog Video Games Challenge that is currently underway. For sure. So Bike Club was originally promoted pre-COVID to meet up with your local club and compete with established UpDog games and submit your score once a week. Um, of course, that couldn't happen as we can't meet up in groups. So they actually uh, altered it and uh, created an online competition called the UpDog Video Games, where you still uh, compete weekly, but you're doing it as a solo or maybe a very small group safely, where you can uh, practice and film your run. So it's all done online where you film your run. And whether it takes one go or 20 goes, it's all good because you have one film your best run and then you submit it and uh, wait a couple days for the scores to come out. So that's over six weeks. The seventh week, we actually replay three of the games. It's by a vote. So we're all voting actually right now which three games we want to replay. And the three games at the end are actually done over a live, like a Facebook Live. So it's a whole uh, another element of... Uh, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. When we're used now. to being... Yeah, yeah, we're used to being able to practice 30 times if we want uh, over the week. So it'll uh, definitely throw a wrench on some of our... Uh, scores i'm sure but it'll be fun oh that's great well these six games are brand new they've been created just for this event so yes. nobody competing has actually played these specific games before or had a chance to practice until that week kicks off and you get the information on the yes week. exactly yeah we're getting the rules and they're uh, basically throwing us to the wolves no i'm just kidding they're actually awesome um i'm sure every week they get 500 questions about the games online and uh they're brand new games so the you know there's going to be stuff to kind of have to clarify over the rules and things they're not thinking of too but uh yeah they're uh, they've been amazing online all the organizers and uh people helping out so it's been fun well that's great now a team just to clarify is made up of one dog and one handler approximately how many teams have been competing each week yeah, funny enough, I saw a, a comment on Facebook the other day by one of the organizers, and uh, he said when they uh, started this, they were thinking, oh, get about 200 or so teams. And of course, this is across, I think we have teams in Australia, Europe, Canada, US, mainly US, actually, most of the teams come from. So he thought, eh, 200. Uh, when I last looked, it was over 700 or close to 700, I believe. So uh, I think uh, they blew that out of the water, not expecting that many teams, but they ran 
ran with it and have been awesome. And that's uh, 56 clubs as well, because uh, when you're a team, you, you join a, a virtual club. So our club is the Edmonton Distog Club, but we actually have somebody from Utah on our team because there was no club near her. So she joined us. And then we have someone, I think, from Grand Prairie, someone from Edson. So because it's all virtual, you can join whatever club uh, if you wanted to there, which is super cool too. Well, that's, I want to circle back to week one because something pretty <laughs> exciting happened out of all of those people playing, all of those teams from all over the world. You and Jasper finished first. You had the highest score of all the teams playing in week one. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I, uh, I'll give props to my dog because he definitely does all the work. All I have to do is <laughs> release a frisbee and uh, he's running his butt off. Uh, you know, he carried me for sure. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a skill we had to learn too because he's known as the dog around here, I'm pretty sure, as the dog that does not drop a disc when he's uh, cued or asked to. He'll forget he has it in his mouth or he just doesn't want to drop it. So uh, this game was all about a quick release of the disc because it was as many throws as you could throw in a set amount of time. So they had to quickly release the one in their mouth to uh, go for the next throw. So we had to spend a afternoons kind of working that and he learned it and helped us out to win that first place. Well, congratulations. What a terrific skill to have a release on command. That's going yeah. <laughs> to really bode well going forward in the future. And you're far too modest, Nikki. Having tried to throw a disc to a dog, you say all you have to do is release it. <laughs> um, I actually won a prize one time for the shortest throw. It's <laughs> five yards behind us. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, you know what, there is a lot of skill to Frisbee and uh, they say for every uh, one throw you do to your dog, it should be like 30 or 50 on your own because it's really not fair to the dog if you're throwing into the dirt and sometimes it's not safe as well. So there definitely is a, a skill to be had. They say the best uh, catching dog is the, you know, the one you're learning with because they, <laughs> they learn to catch all your you're not so good throws. Now let's go back to the club. This is really exciting to have um, people in your club, teams in your club from all over um, the area. You can have as many teams on your club, but you add up the top five scores each week. Is that what's happening? You bet. Yeah. So I think we have 12 running under the Edmonton Distog Club name. Of course, like I said, there's a couple people uh, from outside Edmonton. Um, and what they do is each week they take the, the top five scores of the club and that's what they use as a combined score for your club score for the week. And again, in week one, the Edmonton Disc Club did extremely well. And in addition to placing uh, in the top of your division, you get bragging rights, obviously, for that. But there's mm -hmm. also an, a monetary element to this. Tell us a little bit about a prize that gets given to the club. Yes, so we were lucky enough to win that week and we got $250 um, as a club, but it was actually the neat element of it is, is that it is to be used to donate to like a rescue or a charity of our choice, which is even super more cool actually. So we got to, to vote as a, a team and uh, we decided to pick the Fort McMurray SPCA uh, we just think they've been through a lot, obviously, with the fires and now the, the flooding that just happened because the flooding was actually going on right uh, during that week that we won the money. So a lot of people are being displaced 
So Fort McMurray was posting, you know, if you need food, if you need anything, stop on by. We have you. We ha- we got you covered. So they were asking for donations uh, for that. So we just thought it was a, a good place to to put our money that week. You know, it's it's so so needed up there. They've been through hell and high water in Fort yeah. McMurray the last few years between the fire and then this current flood that they're recovering from now. So wonderful mm-hmm. that you were able to do that. Congratulations. Yes. Thank um, you. So we're now a month into the competition. Five weeks of video have been submitted. Um, you're starting to work now on week six, I assume. Uh, how has it been going overall for the club? We are doing awesome. We are second overall. Uh, so that's the combined scores between the first five weeks. And we're only behind by, uh, I think it's four points or so. So we are uh, gunning hopefully for that first place. We'll see how the next uh, couple of weeks go. But uh, yes, we definitely are up there and doing awesome. That's exciting. Yes. Lots on the line during this last week. And then as you say, going into yes. the live finals. Yeah. And actually the, the team that wins the overall at the very, very end, uh, they get $1,000. Um, so same same thing, you get to donate it to uh, a place of your choice. So that would be, uh, you know, of course, there's the breaking rights, but, uh, you know, to get to donate to something local would be great as well. And some of the games, let's go back to that. Six different games. Nobody's ever seen them before. Some of them have skills that are new to disc players or different for the dogs, things they don't normally have yes. to do. I saw you post a bit of video of one of your runs where Jasper was bringing his disc back between catches and dropping it in a bucket. How on earth did you teach that? <laughs> yeah, so that was definitely an element that most disc doggers uh, you know, haven't seen before. Uh, but basically the game worked. The, you threw the disc, the dog had to bring it back to a bucket and drop it in the bucket. And the handler actually had to move around the field. So sometimes the bucket, you know, was 10, 20 feet away. You could run to the bucket to help the dog, but it was, uh, of course, easier to not because our dogs tend to be a little bit faster than us. So we uh, definitely took the skill outside the disc field and worked just dropping into a bucket. Uh, I sat... Uh, you know, between breaks at work, you know, I would take five minutes and work a, a drop on cue into a bucket. So we took that and then moved it to the field and transferred it there. And, you know, UpDog is really great for having ways that people can't do certain things to uh, do it another way. So one of my little guys, he's older, small dog, and, you know, he, he's a little stress case too. So I, uh, I, I don't really care to train him things like that at this point. So you could still play normally without the bucket. It was less points, but no big deal. The dog doesn't know, right? So you mentioned your little guy. His name is Jack. Yes. And how old is Jack now? Jack just turned 10 a few months ago. So he uh, is now uh, unfortunately into the double digits, but he doesn't know his age. So he uh, still acts like a puppy half the time out there. That's one of the beauties, isn't it, of DISC? It can be adapted to dogs of all sizes, shapes, speeds, ages, abilities. Really very adaptable. Yes, exactly. And you know what? With Jack, he he can catch a DISC in the air, but uh, UpDog actually allows what's called rollers. So you don't actually have to throw the DISC in the air. You can roll it on the ground. And as long as the dog grabs it while it's rolling, it's actually scored exactly the same as the throw in the air. I never thought Jack would compete in disc, but here he goes. So. And as all, all things in Alberta, uh, if it's competitive and Edmonton has a team and Calgary has a team, they seem to set up a rivalry. It doesn't matter what the sport. So there is a Calgary Disc Dog Club competing as well in this challenge. How are they doing? 
Uh, you know what? They're, uh, they're, I think they're right on our tail. So I think they are probably within a few points behind us. Hopefully, you know what? If we can't take the first, I hope for them to take the first because they're uh, around by a great group of people and dogs there. We'll find out. It's coming down to the last couple of weeks. Um, there was going to be another large event that was dis-specific this year, the very first Updog Nationals, Canadian Nationals, that was going to be held August 1st to 3rd in Okotoks. I'm assuming that uh, you were hoping to be able to take your dogs and play at that event as well? Yes, definitely. We're definitely hoping to go. You know, uh, DISC tends to be a very laid-back, stress-free, very fun. Not that agility's not, but it's, it's a different element for sure. It's, it's definitely way more laid-back. So yeah, we were hoping to go and uh, if anything, just have a, a fun weekend outside with friends and see a lot of dogs from across Canada and North America, you know, people that I know online that I haven't actually met in person and things like that. So it would have been fun. So we'll be crossing our fingers again for next year. Yeah, it's going to be a busy year. It's wonderful to have those events, as you say, where you can come together with people that you've met online, but haven't had the chance to meet yeah. face or watch live. So and we're hoping that everything gets back on track before too long. Thanks to the power of social media, it is possible for everyone to keep practicing and playing during this pandemic. With the one more game left this week and finals to follow, we'll be watching and cheering for Thanks. you and your pups, as well as our friends in the disc world all across the world. It's of course, exciting. thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us. Bye now. Thank you. Thanks again to Nikki Monson for sharing some highlights from the uh, current Updog Challenge that's going on. The next time we get together, we're going to update everyone on the pandemic postponements and activities as they slowly start to resume, fingers crossed. And we will also explore the growing popularity of trick training. It's the ideal activity you can do with your dog pretty much anytime, anywhere. Someone who is taking their trick training to the next level is Jennifer Frazier and her Australian Shepherd Daiquiri. They set a new Guinness World Record by performing 60 tricks in 60 seconds. Wow. Oh, I know. I don't even know 60 tricks with my dog. <laughs> I don't know about you. They also auditioned for the 15th season of America's Got Talent, which is just getting underway now. We'll be watching and we'll let you know how it turns out. Before we go, we want to turn this over to you. Let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future podcasts or if there is a particular person you'd like us to talk to, a competitor, a trainer, a judge. Tell us about events or activities your club or organization is planning so we can share the information. Thanks for listening to the first Sporty Pups podcast. Please visit and like our Facebook page so you will hear about upcoming episodes. Until then, keep having fun with your sporty pups. Play on!